This is uh, number six. Hey, man, it's hard to believe we've already been in Romans 12, uh, verse 1, for six weeks now. Uh, I'll read Romans 12 and 1 into your hearing, and then we'll get started and see how far we can make it. I'll be honest with you, we'll probably only study one word today. Hey, man, uh, I just I could not get away from that word as I just studied it, and that one word will be acceptable that we'll get into. Uh, Romans 12 and 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Amen. And so I'm thankful uh, uh, for Romans 12. I'm thankful for the impact that it's had on my life, and I'm thankful uh, for the truths that we find, just even in this very first verse. And, and so we're starting to see and understand the secret of living a holy life pulls down to you and I allowing God to simply have control in our lives for you and I to decide that we're going to delight to do the will of God and, and to be about His purposes and not ours. Amen. Uh, Mark 12 and 33, uh, one of them answered it, and this is what he said to Jesus. He said, To love God with all thy heart, with all thy understanding, with all thy soul, with all thy strength, and to love His neighbor as Himself, this is more than whole burnt offerings and sacrifice. That's what God wants us to do, is to love Him with everything we are, and love people and oh that you and I would decide that we're going to make up our mind to do God's will to, to be about the Father's business to lay self to the side to put our self-seeking far away and live holy let our lives be living in a way that, that makes great of the name of Jesus uh, the person of Jesus the sacrifice of Jesus that people when they look at us they can see the good news of Jesus Christ being operated in our lives they can see the manifestation of the power of the gospel uh, in our lives and we see that God is working uh, his perfect and holy will in our lives uh, as we live unto him as a living sacrifice and to think about God being pleased with something in our lives is something incredible uh, and he is pleased with a life of, that is sacrificed on his altar of service for his glory it honors him like nothing else can it is a place when we are living for him under his kingdom his way uh, his authority his power, His holiness, it brings glory and honor to His name. It proves His power when God does something great in our lives and we're living that transformed life. Amen. You know what? You, you've had people in your lives. Uh, you say, well, I, they, there's no way uh, that, that person can ever turn it around from where they are but God. Amen. Uh, that is the display. When that person surrenders it all and God does an awesome and marvelous work, that displays the power of God. Uh, and it is amazing to me and what a difference uh, uh, Christ makes in our lives when he touches us. Uh, he makes such a difference. I don't know if he's made a difference in your life, but he He's made a difference in my life. And it is clearly, I, hey man, when I think about it, when he touches a life, I, it clearly displays his power. Amen. And, I, and so today we're going to talk about acceptable, knowing that Jesus Christ I, is the only way you and I could ever be acceptable. I, we have to have our dependence clearly and totally I, upon the Lord Jesus Christ. And it talks about, I, hey man, uh, living, uh, uh, presenting our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable I, unto God. I, I want to read Philippians 2. I want to read several verses there. Uh, uh, Philippians 2. I want to read verses 5 through 15. As we just take a glimpse into the life of Jesus and we look here at, at Him. Amen. 
Because Jesus is the only way you or I can be acceptable. Amen. But look at this. Philippians 2, 5 through 15. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Listen, look at how selfless he is. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But he made himself of no reputation. Amen. How many times we see people, let me just be honest, especially people that get up behind the pulpit. They want to make, they want to build their reputation up. They want people to follow them and almost, almost like they want people to worship them in essence. You've seen it, especially in, in the Pentecostal pulpits. We've seen it. We, we glorify personalities and, and we glorify these things when we shouldn't be doing it. Jesus himself, I, if anybody else could glory in themselves, it would be Jesus, wouldn't it? Amen. I, but he didn't make much of himself. I, he made everything about the Father, didn't he? Amen. I, but he made himself of no reputation. He took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in a fashion as a man, listen to what he did. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of Christ, of the cross. Watch what God does. Wherefore God has highly exalted him, giving him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. I don't care where you are today in life. Take hope in that scripture. There's none greater than Jesus Christ. Someday everybody's going to confess. Surely this is the Son of God. Uh, someday they're going to confess uh, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. I, I thank God that I've got that God allows me to have that revelation in time uh, before I get to eternity. I, I'm thankful and I pray, uh, amen, that, that the lost, anybody in my family or our friends, uh, our neighbors, that they would know that. Amen. Verse 12. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, I but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmuring and disputings that you may be blameless and harmless. The sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as the lights of the world. Amen. That's when we look at Jesus, we see his pattern, how he humbled himself, how he was obedient and how he served God. And he ultimately he gave his life for somebody like me. Amen. Don't that make you thankful just to know that? Amen. But when we're looking at this word acceptable in Romans 12 and 1, acceptable means to be pleasing. Actually, it goes a step further in this. And when you look it up, it's well pleasing. It's an exceeding. It's an abundance. Amen. It's greater than just adequate, just getting enough by. It's something that's approving. It is extremely satisfying to God. Don't you think that, don't you want to be that? It blows my mind that somebody like me, me can be extremely pleasing to God. Hey man, do you realize every one of you up in here today can be extremely pleasing to God? Don't that make your heart, hey man, take hope and say, God, I want to be pleasing to you today. Amen. So I'm thankful for that because obviously the opposite of that is to be unfit. To not be meeting expectations or the requirement. I, hey man, but today I, I want to be acceptable, don't you? 
The dedication of our bodies, presenting our bodies uh, to God is acceptable. God accepts and takes joy in and rejoices over an individual uh, that's willing to come to him uh, and surrender it all. It don't always look real pretty, does it? Hey, man, when we're trying to surrender. It don't, it's not neat and nice packaged. Hey, man, like religion would like to have you think it is. Hey, man, hey, man it's ugly. Hey, man, uh, uh, being a living sacrifice can be an ugly process. But when we're presenting ourselves, hey man, God takes joy in that. He rejoices over you. Hey man, he sings over you uh, when he sees someone that is trying to dedicate themselves uh, uh, to living for him. Hey man, when he sees somebody get up every day and make a decision, I'm going to do my best for Christ today. Today I'm going to try to live for the one that bled and died for me. I, I may not always get it right. I, I, may, I may fall down in it, but I am determined to make that decision to make every day be for the glory of the king. That brings him great happiness and joy when we do that. Amen. And we should, we should be desiring to seek uh, to cause him joy. Uh, amen. And him rejoicing over me uh, or over you. Our bodies can be dedicated to that place so pure and holy and clean, so committed and involved in doing good. Last week we read Galatians 6.10 where it says, do good, especially to those of the household of faith. Amen. That is what brings great, great joy flooding into the heart of God when we are good to one another. Amen. It is important for us to do that and for us to realize today, in the end, it don't matter what man thinks of you. Man's going to judge you. Hey, man, you can, do, you can do everything right and do one thing wrong. Hey, man, and they'll forget all of the good and focus on the one bad. Hey, man, uh, somebody had put a post some time back. Uh, hey, man, how a teacher had did something on the board and she had everything right but one little thing. And people were pointing out, oh, look how awful she is. Hey, man, and, but, and they missed all of the good she had done. And that's the way we are as human, aren't we? I mean, we're we good at picking out people's flaws, aren't we? Amen. Especially when it's somebody else. We don't like to look in the mirror and see our own flaws, do we? Amen. But, but think about that. It don't matter what others think about me. It matters about what does my God think about me. To please Him and Him alone should be our highest aim. That should be what we're doing because that is what has the greatest reward. It is a reward that will not only reward us here but will reward us in eternity and we'll see that. Amen. Not a single saved person has the right to deny God the pleasure of rejoicing over us as a living sacrifice. That's something to think about. To think that God accepts and rejoices over you and I. That is an amazing thing to me. I hope you get excited. Instead of getting up and thinking about how many times you fail it, get up and just present yourself and say, this is in my presenting. It brings glory to the king. It brings a joy and a happiness to him. Listen to what Jim Elliott wrote as a young missionary before he would give his life on the mission field. He said, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. That's powerful when you think about it. He gave his life to God in what he judged to be the most reasonable service, and he gained a spiritual inheritance forever. William Borden is another missionary that many have never heard of. He came from a wealthy, privileged family. He was a graduate of Yale University. He had the promise of a wonderful and lucrative career before him. When suddenly he felt the call of God upon his life to go and be a missionary to China. 
He immediately left his family and his friends and began and, and made his way over there. His family and his friends all tried to stop him. They told him he was a fool for doing what he was doing. He would go in a short time. Matter of fact, before he ever even reaches China, he gets sick with a fatal disease and dies. Most people would look at that and think he lost and he was really a fool. They think he'd given up everything to follow Jesus and he has desired, he died possessing nothing in this world. But the, but the young man, he had no regrets. You say, how in the world can we know that he didn't have any regrets? They found a note beside his dead body and this is what it read. No reserve, no retreat, and no regrets. You think about that. Uh, a young man gave up everything to go and share the gospel. Uh, and, hey man, uh, and he dies before he ever even gets there. Uh, but you think about, uh, hey man, that he was willing to be able to write those words. No reserve, no retreat, and no regrets. As a man that was completely and totally sold out to the purpose of God. And God got glory. Hey man, I thank God that he was able to leave that uh, there. But more than that... That young man, uh, hey man, he received a lasting reward in heaven. Hey man, I think sometimes uh, we, we forget and we focus that our reward is here. Our reward is in heaven. Hey man, God will bless us here and there will be good things here. I believe that. But there's going to be a greater reward in heaven. Hey man, do you believe that? Are y'all there? Do y'all believe that? Hey man. That's what we want to do. And I, I want us to take a moment and look at a widow woman out of Mark 12. I want us to look at the widow woman. You probably remember it. She gave two mites. And, and you know, I, I, I find things interesting when I look at that. I, hey, man, it, it specifies how many she gave. So she had two and she gave two. She didn't give one. She gave what she had. Let me read Mark 12, 43 and verse 44 into your hearing. Hey, man. He called unto his disciples. I have to be careful. This just tears me up. Because we, we magnify the greatness of what we see in people. But he's calling the disciples together. He said, come here, guys. I want you to see somebody that's great. Come here, guys. I want you to see somebody that's not about the show. Come here, guys. I want. I mean, can you see Jesus sitting there calling the disciples? He said, come here. I want to show you something. Because they've been watching the rich. Hey, man, do performances. They've been watching people give big gifts. Hey, man. And let me stop and say this. It's not a sin to be rich. Thank God. If you are, praise God. Be a good steward of it and celebrate the goodness of God. Amen. But it also means that God's not telling us to be poor either. Amen. And that we're super spiritual. We've got to be beat down. But he's saying that no matter where you are, it's about your heart, how you give, how you serve, how you do. But he's calling them over there. He says, hey, man, he calls them. He says, call unto his disciples and say unto him, Verily I say unto you, this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasure. For all they did cast of their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all. And we'll read this in a different version to you. Jesus called his disciples over and uttered these startling words. Truly I say unto you, this poor widow has put in more than all the other contributors to the treasury. For they all put in out of their surplus, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she owned and all she had to live in. 
She was giving it all, wasn't she? She was genuinely sowing it all in. Think about it in this terms. Uh, she was obviously living day to day. Uh, maybe that was her food money for that day. I don't know. Uh, hey, man, uh, you think about it. She was putting it all on the line and putting it all in right there. She wasn't doing it for a show. She was doing it because she wanted to be all in. Are we putting it all in for every day? This widow's offering, hey, man, she was doing it. Hey, man, as a delight and not a duty. I think so many times we look at going all in for Christ as a duty instead of a delight. We need to be willing to do that. She gave everything she had. Her heart was completely in it. Hey, man. And can I tell you, God loves a cheerful giver. Hey, man, I'm not talking about money. Yes, we need to be good stewards of it, be faithful to that. I'm talking about God loves you to be cheerful when you're serving him. God loves it for you to be cheerful when you're worshiping Him. When you're sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Don't be down and out. You've got hope today. I know things may be bad in your life. I know things may be hard in your life. I, I understand that. I, but be, be cheerful today. I, God loves it when we're cheerfully giving Him praise and glory. Man, this poor water, widow, I, she drops in her two mites. I, and Jesus takes notice of that. Don't worry about the size of. No, I'm not talking about just a monetary donation. I'm talking about the donation that you give when you're when you're giving somebody a word of encouragement. You think, man, I don't have the wisdom. Surely the goodness of God could bring somebody in here that could communicate it better. Not. It doesn't matter about that. Hey, man, when you look up the term mites, it's signifying a crumb, a tiny morsel. It is the smallest and least valuable currency in Israel. At the time, uh, though just a couple of mites, uh, her gift was mighty. Practically, in the eyes of those that were looking in the natural, it wasn't much. This widow's donation wasn't much. But God, thank God, doesn't look at the size of that, does he? He looks at the heart, amen. And I am thankful of that, amen. When you look at that and you see that, amen, that most people give out of their surplus. Most people give out of their abundance. In other words, we give God our leftover. We got plenty and we'll give you a little bit now, God. A little bit of time, a little bit of effort, whatever, a little bit of worship, a little bit of prayer, little, I, you know, whatever that is, amen. But this... This woman revealed her heart, didn't she? She had complete and total trust in God for every aspect of her life. She showed extraordinary commitment when she gives this in. Amen. And I am thankful that God doesn't see as man sees, does he? He looks upon the heart. We know that. When they were anointing the king, amen, the prophet, when he would see David's brothers, he said, oh, this has got to be him. He's got to be the one. But God said, no, I don't look upon a man's outward appearance, but upon the heart. Amen. That's what God looks looks at today, amen, and I'm thankful to know that, amen, that she was willing uh, to give all that she had, and Jesus took notice of it, I encourage you today, take, take, take charge of your life and give it all to Christ, take charge in that sense of offering it up to him, and he will take notice of your life, amen, he will notice the contributions, he will see your commitment, amen. He's wanting us to act in faith, amen. And as we look at that widow woman, we see her act of faith. But if we go back in the Old Testament in 1 Kings 17, uh, hey man, if you go back and you can read it, let's just read it, hey man. 1 Kings 17, 
8 through 16 talk, is about another widow woman. She's at the place where she's ready to give up. Uh, she's ready to just turn it, turn in, amen, uh, and just say, I can't go any further. I, I've done everything I know to do, uh, and now I'm down to my last meal. Uh, you ever feel like you've been down to your last little bit, amen? Not necessarily your last meal, uh, but maybe your last bit of strength. Uh, maybe your last bit of hope. Uh, maybe, you're, maybe you just don't think you can go another day. Uh, you're going to go in that end of this day, you're done. At the end of the day, it's finished. You've just given all you've got and you can't give anymore. You ever been there? Am I the only one ever been there? Amen. This widow woman, here she is. And the word of the Lord came unto, unto the man of God saying, Arise, get thee up and go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and he goes to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called unto her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil of cruise. And behold, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. Can you relate to her? Maybe you're there tonight. Maybe you're sitting there and say, I've been trying and trying. What I want to encourage you to do is do what she did. What's what she does. Elijah said unto her, Fear not. Go and do as thou said. Make me therefore a little cake and bring it unto me. And after make it for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and her household did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither, neither did the crucible fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake. She was acceptable unto the Lord. She gave everything she had, even when she didn't feel like she had anything left to give. I want to encourage you. I mean, it is acceptable to God even when we think we're down to nothing. Just giving what you've got. It may be just a handful. You may feel like it's not very much, but I want you to know God wants what you've got. He's wanting you to put it in his hands. Just like he wanted that little boy's, uh, hey man, a uh, 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 happy meal. Uh, hey man, when he fed the multitudes, uh, he took a little happy meal and multiplied it. Hey man, God wants you to put it in him because little is much when it's in the hands of God. Uh, quit trying to do it. Uh, he can do more with your little uh, than you can ever do with the whole treasury of the world. Uh, put your little in the hand of God. Uh, it's acceptable unto him and he will bless you. Hey Amen. That woman had plenty to eat on. It's all in us being willing to surrender it all. It's up to us to decide, God, I want to be acceptable to you. I'm yours. I'm no longer mine every day. Listen, God wants us to be acceptable. Look, in the revelations, he said, I would that you be either hot or cold. Because if you live warm, I spew you out of my mouth. Hey, Amen. I believe that a lot of us in, in America at different times have found ourselves being lukewarm, haven't we? Hey man, none of us are better than that. I, hey man, I'm including myself in that. But God is wanting us to be hot or to be cold. Does your life please the Lord? Is your life acceptable to God right now? Hey man, that's something for us to think about. Listen to this writing that I came across. And I'm sorry I don't know who wrote it, uh, but, I, but it's good in my opinion. Dear Master, for this coming year, just one request I bring. 
I do not pray for happiness or any earthly thing. I do not ask to understand the way thou leadest me. But this I ask, teach me to do the thing that pleaseth thee. I want to know thy guiding voice, to walk with thee each day. Dear Master, make me swift to hear and ready to obey. Thus the year I now begin, a happy year will be. If I am seeking just to do the thing that pleaseth thee. God, help us to be acceptable to him. Help us to live a life, even that brings honor to him. I want us to turn to 2 Corinthians 5, 9 through 10. And that will probably, man, I just want to sit down in that verse for just a few minutes. And just, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I've read this and read this and read this. I, I just, it just jumped off at me today as I was just kept on looking at it, amen, and thinking about that, amen. And listen to this. Therefore, whether we're at home on earth, away from him, or away from home, this is an amplified version, or with him, we're constantly ambitious and striving earnestly to be pleasing to him. For we must all appear and be revealed as we are before the judgment seat of Christ. Amen. So that each one may receive his pay according to what he has done in the body, whether good or evil, considering what his purpose and motive have been, and what he has achieved and been busy with and giving himself and his attention to. Listen, every born-again believer will be judged. Amen. We're going to go before the judgment seat of Christ and give an account for what we've done. Now, this is not about salvation, amen. We're going to give account, amen, as it said, uh, whether it be good or whether it be evil, amen. That's where this is coming from, amen. Colossians 1, 9 through 10 says this, For this reason also, since the day we heard it, we've not ceased to pray for you, to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may walk worthy in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. Amen. God wants us to live. Amen. That scripture that I read just a few seconds ago, our ambition, it's talking about the aim, our pursuit. Amen. Is to, to, is to be after you. Amen. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to live with an ambition. Whether we're here or whether we are or in heaven with him, to be pleasing to him. It's saying constantly ambitious, striving earnestly. Amen. To be that. Amen. Not out of selfishness intentions, uh, but I, I want to tell you today, uh, hey man, he's talking about whether I'm present here uh, or I'm there, uh, I'm striving to be pleasing to you. God wants us to strive. That needs to be every Christian's aim. I want to tell you a few things real quick uh, uh, out of that scripture. Be intentional. It'll never, it'll never be your aim if you're not intentionally getting up every day desiring to be pleasing to God. You've got to make up your mind. He said, we're constantly desiring to that. He said, I'm about pleasing you. I, he's saying, that is my goal. I, I am setting through there, and I am desiring to get up every day. That is my life's ambition. Whether I'm in time I, or if I wake up and I'm in glory, I, that ambition is still going to continue. Do you understand that? That we're, our ambition to be pleasing to God won't stop when we die. I can prove that. Amen. Y'all looking at me like you don't believe me, amen. That's why I enjoyed studying this today. It just tore me up, I, amen, as I began to think about that. Go to Matthew uh, 25. I'm jumping ahead of myself probably, but that's all right. Matthew 25 and 21. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things, and I will make thee ruler over many things. 
Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. We're going to be, we got an ambition to please God right there. You've been faithful here. Now I'm going to make you ruler over some other things. We're going to continually serve God. Well, you don't stop serving God when you die. If you're living every day with an ambition to be pleasing to God, that will continue into eternity. Death will not stop that ambition. Hey, Amen. That makes me take heart to know. Uh, hey, Amen. If I'll make him, if I'll make it a priority, an aim of my life, uh, uh, to strive and to labor hard to be pleasing to God here, uh, I'll get to do it all through eternity. Hey, Amen. I can be successful in time, and I will guarantee to be successful in eternity. Hey, Amen. Pleasing God is about me making that intentional choice. It requires me getting up every day and deciding that I'm going to do that. It's not popular to man. It's, to be honest with you, it's not popular to our flesh, is it? Amen. Our flesh wants to do the wrong things. Amen. It just does. Amen. Our flesh wants to choke people when we shouldn't. Amen. Our, our, our flesh wants to knock somebody out when we shouldn't. Amen. Our flesh wants to react back and tear them down. Amen. Am I the only one attempted like that? Amen. Amen. Sometimes I'd like to take a, amen. I got to be careful. I'd like to take two sticks of dynamite and just toss it over there to them and say, go ahead, have at it. Amen. But we can't because that's wrong. Amen. And God doesn't want me to. If my ambition uh, is to be pleasing to God, I'm going I'm 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 to throw that dynamite away and not light the fuse. Uh, hey, man, I, 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 I think about that little boy. Uh, his mama got on to him and said, you'll sit down. Uh, and he didn't want to sit down. She said, you'll sit down or I'll take all your toys and all your time from you. And he finally sits down and she said, I knew you'd do what I wanted you to do. He looks at her and says, I, I'm sitting down on the outside, but I'm still standing up on the inside. Hey, man. That's the way we are. But if my ambition is to please God, that's how I'm going to be able to turn the other cheek. That's how I'm going to be able to forgive someone. If my ambition is to be acceptable and pleasing unto God, I'm going to be able to forgive those that, that, hey man, that, I, that have hurt me or wounded me. I'm not going to consult with the world and do what the popular opinion of the world is. I'm going to try and follow the Father. Not anybody else's, not everybody else's opinion. But I'm going to walk according to God's standard. Sometimes service uh, which is acceptable to God is not acceptable to, to man. So do not be concerned about what man thinks of your service, but be more concerned. If your aim is to please God, realize you can never be a people pleaser. That's a hard lesson for me. I'm just being honest with you. I don't like people to get, I, I like to be, I'm a peacemaker, man. I, I just believe God's put it in my heart and I try. Sometimes you can try all day long some people you just can't make peace with, can you? Just smile and love God and love them and keep going on. Follow the purpose and the plan of God. Acts 5 and 29, Peter and the apostle answered and said, We must obey God rather than man. 1 Thessalonians 2 and 4. But just as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, so we speak, not to please man, but to please God who tests our hearts. Because at the end of the day, I want to hear, well done. I want to get up every day and make my aim of my life to be pleasing to my Father so that it, when my time here is done, I can hear say, well done. Now continue that ambition on. Don't that make you happy? If I'll make, if I'll make it my aim, whatever it is, if, if wherever I'm an employee at, whether I'm a teacher or worker in a factory, in the military, housewife, whatever it is, it's irrelevant. If I'll get up and my aim is to be pleasing to the Father where I am, 
where I am. If I'll be pleasing to him, hey man, if I'll get up and then it'll be my ambition, when my time on earth is done, I will hear well done. And I will say, and I'll get to continue that ambition on serving the Lord. So pleasing the Lord with your life. 2 Timothy 2 and 3, 4, 2, 3 through 4 says this. Do not entangle yourselves in the worldly affairs. Listen to this. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man or woman that, that worth entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. It demands that we have faith in the Lord our God. It's impossible for you and I to please God in this world without faith. Hebrews 11 and 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We must learn. If I'm going to be pleasing to God, I've got to learn to live by faith and not by sight. I've got to learn that that's how I've got to walk and operate in is to walk in faith and live by faith alone. It also, if I'm going to be pleasing to God, it, it requires me to do good I, and to share with others. Amen. Hebrews 13 and 16. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifice, God is well pleased. It requires a daily walk. Hebrews 11 and 5. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. Before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Don't you want that to be your testimony? That's what I want to be my testimony. Not that I got everything right. Not that I was always here or there but that I was pleasing to the Father. You see, he looks at my heart. Others will judge you based on what they see, but they can't see your heart. God knows your heart. Hey man, give your heart to him completely and totally. And make him your ambition to walk with him every day of your life. To be pleasing to the Father every day of your life. Doing good. Sharing with others. Amen. Living by faith. Not getting entangled with the affairs of this life. Amen. And live every day. Walk with him every day. Get up and be determined. And he says that is acceptable unto him. Amen. It's the duty of all Christians. First Thessalonians. Four and one. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, exhort you by the Lord Jesus Christ, that as you have received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. This should be the desire of every born-again Christian, is to be pleasing to God. Declaring praise to the Lord pleases our King. Psalm 69. 30 through 31. I will praise the name of God with a song, and I will magnify him with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or a bullet that have many horns and hooves. May you understand that today. That you, God wants it every day to get up and make it our aim, our ambition to live pleasing to God, whether I'm here on earth or I'm at home in heaven, as that scripture said. It's never ending. It doesn't end at death. Ambition will go on and on and on of serving and being pleasing to God. Uh, and that's what God wants from you and I. That whether our ambition, whether at home or absent, is to be pleasing to Him. And that is what I want to encourage you to do. Is to make that your ambition. Every day, 
to get up and live a life that is acceptable to the King. If you'll get up every day and present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, it is acceptable through Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's what God is wanting us to do. I want to encourage you to know that you don't do this in your own strength. You do this through Him, through the ability of Christ. I, there's nothing that you or I do. Amen. It is everything that He has done. In verse 10 of that 2 Corinthians 5, this is the part that blows my mind. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. He's bought my, he's paid my price that I owe and enables me to live for him. He's done it all. I ain't done anything. It's like he's, he's paying, you know how it is you, you, with our kids. Hey man, we give one kid something and then they're going to go on and we buy it and give it to the next kid. You know, we bless our kids. We, we just keep doing whatever we can to bless our kids. And that's what God's done. He's bought, he bought my life. He gave me life. He gives me an opportunity to serve him. He equips me, gives everything I need to do, and then promises to reward me if I'll do that. He, I'll go stand and I'll give an account for it. But I, he's going to reward me, whether it be good or bad. That's up to me. That's my choice that I make. We can live for him, and he will reward you and I for us, for our good works today, for us making up our minds that we want to live a life that is acceptable to him. I want to, re I want to receive a reward, don't you? Amen. I, I think sometimes we forget, amen, we get caught up in the hustle and the bustle of this life, and we think this is all there is. There's so much more. How we live matters. How we treat one another matters. I want to receive a reward. I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. I want to be pleasing to the Father, don't you? Amen. And, I, and so I hope, amen, that, that you'll get up every day and that will be your ambition, that that will be your aim, that you will realize uh, that you can't do it in your strength or your ability, but you can do it in Him and through Him. He's paid the price. He's made us holy and enabled us and equipped us and given us the opportunity to make Him our aim and our ambition. May we get up and may we live and for Him in every day of our life. Amen. I am thankful today to know that I have that opportunity. I hope and challenge you. Hey, look at there. I finished with three minutes. Praise God. Amen. Amen. I, I hope that, that you'll do that uh, and do that. Anybody got any questions or anything you want to add? Anybody? Well, all right. Well, praise God. We'll be dismissed. I'll pray real quick for us and just, uh, amen, just ask God to take us and use us. Lord, we love you, Lord. We thank you. We bless you. We give you glory and honor, Father. God, we thank you that we're made acceptable in the blood. We're thankful that we're accepted through Jesus Christ and that we can live a life every day with an ambition to be pleasing to you and that is acceptable to you as we live by faith, we walk by faith, as we don't get entangled in the things of this world. But God, we stay focused upon you. God, we sing songs to you and give thanksgiving and live in a way that, that we do good to others. That is acceptable to you, God. And someday, Lord, 
You will reward us, God. And someday, God, that aim will continue on in eternity, Father. God, I pray, Lord, that you bless every one of my brothers and sisters. That you would keep them. You would lead them. You would guide them and direct them. Stir them up and use them for your glory. Use them for your honor. Grow them in your word. Strengthen them and heal them by your word. Guide them by your word and use them, Father. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Father. And we pray your blessings upon each and every one. In Jesus' name, amen.